and work on a Wednesday night just like this. That's the reason miracles can take place. That's the reason, amen, the devil can be driven out. That's the reason we get the shot in our arm, amen, by the word of God, by the touch of God on a Wednesday night to finish this race out. Hallelujah. It's the reason we like coming to church. Midweek service ain't a drag to me. Uh, it ain't no burden, amen, to come on a midweek night. Praise God, no matter what night of the week it is. This church has proved that. We could change it to Tuesday, it don't make any difference. Wednesday, it don't make any difference. Thursday, it don't make any difference. You're going to show up, and, amen. Show up to have some church. Have a move of God. Hallelujah. Because we know that God can help us. When man can't help us, the one called Jesus Christ can help us. Praise God. Randy had asked me the other night, was I going to start another series? I didn't answer him. He probably looked at me and said, you ain't going to answer me, are you? <laughs> but anyway, I didn't last week tonight. I'm really not tonight. I've struggled over this today. <laughs> kind of want to. I want to start with Ephesians. I want to start with some of the letters of the writing to Paul. But man, I'm feeling such an urgency and a pull. On the sixth chapter, and that's one reason I picked the Ephesians. Amen. On that sixth chapter, amen, about the warfare and about the rulers of darkness. Amen. And then such Buford mentioned some about being hindered because that's exactly what the devil's trying to do. Amen. Every single day of our lives, he's constantly trying to hinder us. Amen. And on a personal basis and even as a church. Hallelujah. And he's trying his best. Amen. To rob us. He's nothing but a thief. He's nothing but a liar. He's nothing but a murderer. Hallelujah. That's all he is. But he's, he's, he's probably the, the top at, at being crafty. Amen. Of, of, of disguising himself. Amen. To work against us and work against the will of God. And so I believe that is enhanced by much in the time and the generation that we're living in through the methods and means of technology and the ways of the land hallelujah the direction it's headed because there's a lot of people that feels like they're saved and ready and walking with God that's walking so far away from God they don't even have a clue amen that God's nowhere within 10 miles of them but I'm thankful tonight for the word of God I'm thankful tonight for the Holy Ghost I'm thankful for a pathway called holiness living holy and godly amen is not a drag to me I didn't miss nothing because I didn't get to stay home and watch gun smoke tonight I didn't miss nothing amen because I didn't stay home and get to watch some ball game I'm at the most exciting place on the face of the earth if you want to see something happen get up to the house of God you want to see something happen get in the marketplace and two or three of you get to talk about Jesus and when Jesus shows up the devil's got to go when Jesus shows up miracle takes place and it don't have to just be in the house of God it can be any time any place where he shows up that's the reason we get excited on those ways tonight just like a Sunday night hey daddy God almighty's in the house Tell you the devil's defeated. I said the devil's defeated. He's a loser. He's a loser. He's a loser. Everybody follow him. He's losing with him. Go ahead, man. I'm telling you, we're on the winning side. We don't have to be the majority to be on the winning side. That's the reason he said, we're two or three gather in his name. Uh, more than enough. Well, you and him makes two. <laughs> Me and him makes two. That's enough. That's the way David felt. Well, praise God. So I'm not real sure just about what I'm going to do here. <laughs> I didn't bring the, well, I didn't bring the first page I worked on. 
But I brought the four pages of lessons I worked on. And so we'll, we'll start with that. We're really going to focus a little bit on the sixth chapter tonight. And maybe go back and maybe lay a little more. Because when you really begin to study some of this out and, and, and where they're at and who they are and what, is, what it's about, it helps us to understand. Oh, folks, we need an understanding. Hallelujah. Well, that little statement, knowing the times, has really, really been working on me. Praise God. We need to know our time. We need to know where we're at. What's going on around us. Did you know that apathy is one of the things, one of the spirits that end time church is going to battle? You know, the Laodicean church talked about being rich, having need of nothing, having an attitude and spirit. Amen. I don't know and don't really care. Amen. And that, that can, that's subject to get us in trouble even in, with end time. And, and, and I've been studying a little bit and trying to ask God to help me. Amen. Because we want to warn everybody we can. I pray for everybody tonight. I want everybody in this church to be everything that God wants you to be. Hallelujah. If that's, that's sin to Timbuktu, hallelujah. Amen. I turn that place upside down and let it be. My goodness. Amen. We're not in the business to bind up the work of God in any measure whatsoever. But God help us. Amen. From this pulpit. I prayed. I come up here today. Literally come up here today. Walked around this place and prayed for all the seniors and some players. Walked in between every one of the pews. I remember right where y'all all sit. Amen. I prayed for you and I went by your pew. Your chair. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because we're made overcomers by the word of God. Hey. God didn't make no junk. I tell you. God didn't make no junk. Hallelujah. When he puts his hand on you. When he puts his blessings on you. When he puts his favor on you. It's with it. Amen for you to finish the race. I know it's a falling away, but we don't have to be part of it. We don't have to be suckered into it. Be that that rises up on the inside of us, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living waters. You get enough flowing out here out of the word of God. I tell you what, it'll drown out all the world. Tell what kind of fires they got built out there. You get enough water flowing out here, you'll put their fire out. And they get to talking about their parties of drinking and doping it up. Hey, you need to go start talking. Wednesday night, we had a midnight special. Man, we went on a trip. Hallelujah. We got drunk. We danced and run and shouted. Wednesday night, that was a Bible study night. Well, that's a good night to be running because we got something to run about. We're not just kicking up dust. We know where the goal's at. We know where the home, the, home the, the, the end zone's at. We know where home plate's at. We're not just running around out here kicking up dust and putting on the front. We're not being a bunch of hypocrites. Hallelujah. We know who he is. We know him by his name. We know him by his spirit. We know him by his word. And been washed by his blood. Hallelujah. Revelation, what the word of God will do. <laughs> Y'all know you're still standing, but you can sit anytime you want to. Ephesians 6 and 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. A lot of people work. And I, I'm not against exercise, and please don't get me wrong there. I probably need to do more of it myself. I've been working on it a little bit the last few weeks, but I, I'm doing a lot more missing than I am hitting. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. I'll tell you one thing. If I learned anything about this situation with my brother, those, those inner organs that you don't see, you better take care of them. That's right. And what's this? That's what the scripture's really talking about when he talks about those calmly parts. That heart on the inside. You can't see it. It can be as black as smut. And on the outside, all painted up and looking pretty. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
So many people, amen, is trying to get all shiny and all this other stuff, painting up and looking good and flashing and doing. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what, when you really shine is when you have the countenance of God upon you. You don't have a real glow and illumination about you. Let, it, let the Holy Ghost shine on you. Let that true light shine through you. Amen. Respond to your world and your circumstance and situation as the Word of God's instructed us. Hallelujah. That'll, that'll stop the devil in his tracks. But anyway, i got to get through here. And the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Hallelujah. And For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Lord, help us do a good job here tonight. So thankful for the miracles you already performed. We're thankful, God, for your touch and your presence in the house of the Lord tonight. We never deserve it, but God, we're so thankful that you've showed up and that you're going to touch us and minister to us and help us as we humble ourselves unto you, but help us tonight, amen, to get a spirit before we leave this house tonight to resist the devil. Help us, God, to get a spirit not to be ignorant of his devices. Help us, God, that our eyes and our ears will be opened. Hallelujah. Against the enemy of our soul against the robber, amen, of our blessings and favor of God upon our lives. Help us keep our focus right, our attitudes right, our spirits right. As we call on you, God, to move in this house and walk up and down these aisles to put your word, your spirit, and your touch on every vessel in this place. With or without the Holy Ghost, you touch them, God. Hallelujah. With your, your presence, God, you'd move upon them and touch them and minister to them and gird up their minds and gird up their hearts and gird up their spirit. God, you're better than any dope. You're better than anything the world's got to offer, God. This is the best place that we could have come on this Wednesday tonight is to be in the house of God to be in your presence and call on your name and call on your touch and your will in our lives I promise you Lord we're going to give you all the glory and the praise and the honor for all of it in that lovely name of Jesus Christ Lord bless you you may be seated I won't try to be lengthy here amen I will I did bring the watch tonight I did remember to do that so as we look at this I've been uh, for the last several weeks or for some time now amen just pondering this simple thought rulers of darkness rulers of darkness rulers of darkness a man that's constantly trying to lure us and pull at us and pull us into their deceptions or their beliefs or their darkness. Hallelujah, God. That can be from false doctrines. It could be from foul spirits. It can be from so many. And I haven't, I haven't been able even today after studying and researching. Hallelujah. Nowhere have I scratched the surface. Amen. Of this topic, I don't believe. And so I really don't know where it's going to lead to. And this may be the only night I talk about it. I don't know. We'll just see. But, but it's really concerned me. Hallelujah. That the warfare that's going on the battle that's taking place uh just give you a little example i mentioned to some amen because i've just been kind of noticing in not just in the last few weeks but for some time and and then i know this is going but anyway i personally believe and i don't know why i believe this and why i even think this but i don't believe medicines amen is what they're supposed to be i believe it's a little deception in there i don't believe it's been what it's supposed to and do what it's supposed to and things of that nature and you can argue with that what you want to but believe it or not amen you'll public radio. I heard this on public radio today. Amen. A few minutes in the truck getting up here and going home. Amen. And believe it or not, on public radio today, they, they tell us that, you know, that they named some business up in Ohio that's just, just working 24 hours a day and doing everything they can to put out medicine. But he said, now when I say medicine here, he said, I'm talking about masks. Amen. And we said, guess what we're sending them? We're sending them to China. He said, but you know what? He said, what's amazing to me? He says that uh, 90% of our antibiotics come from China. He said 85% of all of our other medicines comes from China. I'll tell you what. We better wake up. 
We better start connecting some dots. Don't you ever think it's not an American thing. A lot of people want to say it's a patriotic, it's an American thing. No, it's a God thing, babies. We're the only nation outside of Israel that believes in a God. And even Israel don't believe in the Messiah. Only we do. We believe that we can call on the name of Jesus and the miraculous and the supernatural can take place and all of hell is warned against it. Everything it can to prevent it and stop it and hinder it and hinder. Anybody ever been hindered? <laughs> Praise God. You could accomplish something if you hadn't been hindered or distracted. One of the worst things you and I can do driving down the highway of 100 miles an hour is be distracted. <laughs> well, you don't have to be doing 100. <laughs> you can do 30 miles an hour. Hallelujah. It could be bad business. And all it takes is getting just a little distracted. Hey Amen. I'm just going to change the radio station. I'm just going to drop my phone. I dropped my God. I had to pick him up. Nah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm just going on. It's Wednesday night. We don't want to be too harsh, too rude here. But I'm going to mention a few scriptures here tonight. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those times we just love to be able to, you know, Maybe one of these nights, the Lord will just give me a photographic memory of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, y'all might not pray for that. <laughs> y'all get tired about midnight, about three Wednesday nights in a row. <laughs> nah. Hey, if it's good, though, if it's good, you don't want to leave. Hey, it's something about the Word of God and, and the presence of God. And I'm going to tell you something. When you start preaching and teaching the Word of God and it's truth, God shows up. Ain't no devil, no problems, no storms big enough to stop him from coming either. Amen. If he come riding in with his disciples after giving him instructions to go to the other side. Amen. He comes riding in. Amen. He didn't need a surfboard either. And he probably didn't have a size 12s. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm, I'm telling you, he could have surfed on that thing one footed. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! That's God. Hallelujah. Have you ever imagined that? Hallelujah. Just watching Jesus, you know, being the Almighty. Hallelujah. And sometimes that's why we need to imagine. Did you know our imaginations? Hallelujah. Images, images, images. Hallelujah. Boy, that's been working on me here lately in the last six, seven months. Hallelujah. Images. Hallelujah. He said, but no graven images, not to build anything. What's this? Hallelujah. You know what Hollywood's done? It's put all kind of images in your mind, heart, and spirit. And those images, hallelujah, robbed you of the true image of God. That painting they made of Jesus Christ is nothing but a lie. He made from carnality from hell. Jesus hides it and have no long hair because he's not going to live contrary to the word of God. And they can bank that. They can do what they want to with it. They don't make me any difference. It's forever settled in the heavens and no man can ever change it. Hallelujah. You can grow your hair long and you can do what you want to. But it's not going to do nothing. Amen. To show you that you're rebellious. I don't mean to be ugly, but I tell you, that's just the way that the devil slipped in here, slipped in there, and blinded people in darkness. God of this world is blinded. People don't know truth, don't know the gospel. See it to them that are what are lost. While they're lost, they're blinded. Amen. You can't see. Hallelujah. So, but I want to bring a few scriptures out tonight with the help of the Lord. Amen. Philippians 3, 1 and 3, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same thing to you. To me, it's not, it is, indeed, it's not grievous, but for you, it is safe. He, he says, beware of dogs. The reason he makes this statement here in that geographical location and place, literally, 
there was dogs that was wild dogs that just roamed and done their thing. But these dogs were known to have to have diseases. Amen. They was written. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. They was dirty. They was they was like savages. Amen. And so if they they had carried these type of diseases, we we've had to deal with them. I can remember you know time, not really remember, but I remember talking about it. The raccoons having diseases, and amen. If they bit you, you know, had all kind of rabies shots and things of that nature, and used to. And they said they go into it, but they still haven't done it. That you know, a certain dog bites you if he's got rabies, and you you have to have these shots. And from what the last I've heard, maybe they got a lot better about it. I don't know. It's a very painful thing, amen. These shots have got to be given to you in the belly, and it's a very ordeal and a painful ordeal for you to go through, amen. If you're going to survive, if you're going to live, spiritually speaking, amen. Whenever you begin to uh, not to take note and beware of dogs, hey, I'm gonna tell you something. I, I'm not really afraid of dogs, but I do respect them. I mean, I don't like stuff biting on me. I love my wife, but I don't want to bite my ear off. Hallelujah. You know, <laughs> that's a pretty serious fight. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, Jesus, come to my rescue. You put it back. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Amen. But anyway, he said, beware of dogs. Amen. So you know what? We got to beware of dogs. We got to beware of spirits. We got to beware of them that's lurking about. You know, you know, how many like to walk down dark alleys? How many like to pull into a place and you don't really know where it's at? You don't know who it is and everything is pitch black? You know, you kind of pull up there. I know the wise thing I do. I blow the horn. If you don't want to come out, that's fine. Especially if you got two or three big old dogs. Well, if you're going to get what I got, you coming out. I thought out the window. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't, be, you can't be crazy. You know, tempt not the Lord. Now, if God tells them to get out, I'm going to say, okay, Lord, but you lay them dogs down. <laughs> Put them to sleep. For a little while, anyway. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I'm telling you, dogs, we're in a dog eating dog world hallelujah they don't care nothing about you people don't care people a man that's been filled with doctrines that's damnable hallelujah they don't know any better they think they're doing the right thing but it's a lack of the knowledge of the word of god and i'm telling you if it's ever been a time that we need to have an ear to hear now watch this you know what the revelation when it says that come out have an ear to hear amen you know what he said you've got the responsibility to hear and what needs to be heard it's your responsibility it falls on each and every one of us my responsibility brother odom taught us this he said it's my responsibility when i step in this pulpit to preach what god wants me to preach and preach it in a manner in a way that it can be received it's their responsibility amen to hear it and obey it and respond to it hallelujah so god help us amen as preachers of the gospel of the lord jesus christ have the right attitude and the right spirit that's the reason i don't believe in arrogance i don't believe in high-minded i don't believe in vanity rooster mentalities hallelujah big rooster mentalities i believe in holy ghost mentalities meek kind humble meek hallelujah love of god with tears with tears with tears i tell you paul amen talked about with tears hallelujah he even this letter he was written out of a roman prison of all places. It's one of the epistles. It's called the epistle, prison epistles. Colossians is another one. Philippians is another one. So this is one of the, the writings that was taken out of this place. Also, this is a place where, where the tabernacle of Diana was at. This is a city. Amen. A city that runs some 250,000 people. 
And so could it be that this last chapter, amen, of this letter, amen, as he's dealing with topics, you're going to notice the first three chapters of this particular letter deals with doctrine. And the latter chapter, amen, deals with, 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 with morality and, and, and the last part of it deals with the spiritual warfare that's going on. How many of you believe you're in the spiritual warfare? Hallelujah. We see that in the White House. We see this and that and this is a presidential election. It's a real spiritual warfare that's going on. Amen. Some of them surely sold themselves out, amen, to demonical forces and powers that the word of God is very plain has taught against them that'll bring a bring disgrace upon this nation and out of no other reason hallelujah but out of the word of God they ought to be some some things amen that we shouldn't allow just simply because it's the word of God it don't have nothing to be doing with being a democrat or republican or independent or anything else it's just believing amen what the word of God says and that if we'll keep the word of God and walk with the word of God we'll have the favor of God but you can't walk contrary to the word and so the only way we're going to win this battle amen is to shake ourselves and get ourselves up out of the sand, get our heads up above the cloud and intercede into a realm and a place with this Lord God Almighty and with His Word. Hallelujah, God. I don't want to be deceived. And so I'm going to deal with a few scriptures tonight that's going to be dealing with the spirits, amen, that we're, we're talking about here. Watch this. He said, beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Now notice something. Evil workers, amen, is a group of people that are trying to coach others, amen, to, to into their persuasive ways. Most of the time, most people don't backslide by themselves. I want to take somebody with them. But I'm not talking so much here, amen, as much of about backsliders. If you're going to notice, even with Jesus Christ, the different groups, amen, that come to tempt him, try to snare him, try to, uh, to trap him of his words. Um, let me say this, amen. Some conversations, you know what? I want to be, I have enough of the Holy Ghost, enough sensitivity to the Holy Ghost. If he don't want me to join in a conversation, I just wouldn't join in it. They call it rude. They call it what they want to. But there's some conversations you and I would be better off not to become a part of. There's some questions that you and I just need to shove off. They don't amount to nothing. All they're doing is setting up snares and traps, amen, to pull and lure you into a topic and a subject. Now, you remember something. You and I as the vessels, amen, earthen vessels with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we are the spiritual epistles, amen, unto the rest of the world. Amen. So you and I are the ones, amen, that they're looking at now just like they did Jesus Christ. And so the, 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 the enemy, the devil himself, Satan himself, hallelujah, and we're going to talk about and bring some terms out about that in just a few minutes. He said, beware of dogs, evil workers, beware of the concession. That's one's, amen, that's the cunning of part, uh, uh, man, uh, uh, mutilating the body, self-cutting. <laughs> well, you know, our world's dealt with that some, had People cutting themselves and things of this nature. Uh, notice right here, Paul deals with that. He talks about that. You know, so, so you know, what's, what's the next statement, though? What's the next? What is he really? I wonder what he's really talking about here. The next verse. For we are what the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. It's not the cutting away of the flesh. It's not even the real circumcision now is the heart. The real circumcision is baptism in Jesus' name. Taking on the name of Jesus. Because the real circumcision has got to be in the heart. Because, amen, it's got to be, you know, you know, we're living in a world. And I've heard Brother Barry mention it. I've heard Brother Booker. He's talked about how it's outflanking us, talking about technology. And that we got to be what? Circumcised in our own heart. Hallelujah. To learn how to handle technology. How to handle some of these things. Hallelujah. They won't corrupt us. They won't pollute us. Hallelujah. They won't, you know, draw or, 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 or pull us. Hallelujah. Into in, in, in areas that, that we don't desire 
scared to go. I don't need to go. And so we got to have enough gumption about us, enough Holy Ghost about us, enough discipline about us. Hallelujah. By the help of God. Hallelujah. That we're not going to be lured into that. Hallelujah. And so, you know, we see a lot of this is taking place as many homes and lives are wrecked. Hallelujah. By these means and powers. Hallelujah. But you know what? You and I got to make up in our minds. We're not going there. We're not going to entertain that. We're not going to be drawn to it. But we're going to resist it. We're going to war against it. And so it goes from that. And so I'm going to give you a few things. Watch this. Mark 13 to 22. For false Christ and false prophets shall rise. These are the words of Jesus Christ himself. False Christ and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders. Wow. But they're false. But they're going to blow people away. Signs and wonders. To what? To seduce. Seduce means to lead away. To persuade by gentle teasing or flattering. Our world's filled with pulpits that can blow you and I away with their speaking ability, their ability, amen, to take the word of God, amen, and from one, one, one perspective to the other, but never come to the knowledge of truth. They can't tell you the plan of salvation. Hey, I'm sorry, amen, the book of Acts gives us the plan of salvation. I can't change it. None of them can't change it. You know what the plan of salvation is? I'm not even going to go there, but I'm just giving you a little lay down what we're trying to uh, get across to people to help them to understand what's going on. If it were possible, even the elect, Amen. It could be what? Deceived. It could be drawn into this. If it was possible. The only thing that would keep that from being possible. It's kind of like he told the disciples. Amen. When he talked about the rich man. Amen. You remember the rich man forsaken him. He said, hey, it's like a camel going through the eye of a needle. And Peter and him said, well, who can be saved? <laughs> Scripture goes right on down. It says, with God, all things is possible. And so the bottom line, I'm going to tell you something. You and I are not a match for the devil. You're not going to outsmart him. He'll deceive himself. He'll camouflage himself. He'll come in such a form and a manner. We're going to touch a few of these scriptures tonight. That, that if you don't have a true hunger and a thirst for truth. To know God in truth. To walk with God in truth. To be all that God desires us to be and walking in this truth. Even in our generation, we're subject to be deceived and misled and wind up lost. Okay? So, here we go. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 2 11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us here after the scripture right before that's talking about forgiving. He's actually addressing to the guy that he written 1 Corinthians about and about to restore him now, to forgive him. And because why? Because if you don't forgive, here's what's going to happen. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us. I'm going to tell you something. It do all of us good to make a good practice, amen, to forgive. Amen. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Hallelujah. You got to forgive. Why? Because if you don't forgive, then your heavenly father can't forgive you. Hallelujah. So it's very important that we understand this is a means or a method or a way that when, when, when little, little crossings and things of that nature happens even among us it's nothing but a way of the devil himself that's trying to use a method and a way as a ruler of darkness amen to cloud it up just slowly but surely amen begin to work in these areas to contaminate and pollute us because we're living in a generation that don't really want to forgive and neither do they want to forget they want to take out revenge and take things in their own hands and, and handle things in their own way hallelujah make sure the people get the right judgment but the Lord has told us amen revenge that revenge is belongs to who to him let him take care of it he'll work it out I promise you he won't miss nothing he'll never let his little darlings amen hallelujah be overcome and defeated not in the form and manner hallelujah that some may think it hey I'm going tonight ain't I? I'm telling you something folks I'm glad we got the Lord on our side we're no match for the devil but with the Lord on our side hallelujah he can help us he can nurse us he can comfort us he can quicken us amen he can illuminate things hallelujah that's the reason I asked you a while ago anybody like to know 
No, amen. That's the reason we like to turn on light. Hallelujah. That's the reason we like for these things to happen, Brother Nathan's working on it on this side over here. Amen. After a while, when he says, you, your kid's going to be surprised. Amen. You're going to run around. It ain't going to be dark. You ain't supposed to be around her anyway, but you know, you'll find out it ain't going to be dark. It's going to have a light on. What we're about now, by turning it on and off. Man, when the season gets right, you know what? God will light your world up if you let him. You don't have to worry about switching things off and on. He's got a method and a way. Amen. He'll light it up. But you gotta, you got to be sensitive to him. you got to be obedient to him. you got to love him. Hallelujah. God, I'm not interested in being contaminated. I'm not interested in having foul spirits and bad spirits and bad attitudes. Hey, hallelujah. We live in a world that's full of bad attitudes. Hallelujah. But that ought not be a man in the church. Hallelujah. There ought not be no isms and schisms in the church. Isms and schisms, amen, ain't nothing but a pathway and a route for the adversary himself to work against us. Hallelujah. Put up stumbling blocks. Put up hindrances that we done heard about tonight. That's exactly what he wants to do. He said, if I can't stop you, at least if I can hinder you. Paul said he hindered him. So he'll do the same thing to us. I'm going to try to go through a few scriptures. Lest Satan should be get an advantage of us, for we are what? We are not ignorant of his devices. Devices are used to ensnare you. Praise God. You know, me and Matt Ford get in a fight. I'm going to quit breaking on you, Brother Brad. I'm going to speak on Matt. <laughs> But if I can snare Matt, I mean, you know, if I can get him in a bear trap, put both feet in one, put both hands in one, have him anchored down, I'd probably win that fight. I know he's big and bad and probably can whip me. But not if I, not if I got him snared. See, the Word of God has taught us that even since some of the Baptists, we've served violence. But He promised us that the least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. Unless he becomes snared. You ever seen anything trapped and caught? It's, it's kind of a horrible sight in one sense. But you know, some things need to be trapped. <laughs> some things have to be killed. What do you mean that? Well, when armadillos come in the yard and start rooting it up. I tell them, you got 3,000 acres. You come in my yard, I'm going to get out of the bed and go out and shoot you. That's what you need to tell the devil every once in a while. There's a lot of families out there. They, they like you. <laughs> they like turmoil. They like fussing and fighting. They like partying hard. But we ain't interested. So you got as well go down the road. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. And by the authority that's invested in the name of Jesus Christ, I rise up and come against you. And the powers of the tongue, sweetheart. This won't get the job done. Get your thumb out of your mouth. Got to get pacifier out of your mouth. Got to get Chris Fuller sorry. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. We're the children of the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. Hey, we got an experience. I'm telling you, we got the only experience that can turn the world upside down. Nothing else will do it, but we got it. 
We need to let everybody else know even on Wednesday night. I got experience on the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And on this Wednesday night, I like to come drag it in. But when I leave, the touch of God, the touch of the Holy Ghost. Woo. Thank God for the rock. You got nobody else you can go to. Wait, sometimes I wish I could sing. I'd take it from him. <laughs> I'm the pastor. I can do that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Praise God. Now, 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 don't kid yourself. If you don't think you can't be snared or droned or suckered into things. Watch this. And I know a lot of times we go to the other one, but I'm going to go to this one tonight. 1 Chronicles 21, 1 and 4. Satan stood up against Israel. And provoke David to number Israel. Provoke means to stir into action. There's nothing wrong getting stirred up. But you got to use the right action. Got to use the right method, the right manner. Got to get stirred up about the right stuff. Okay? So you watch him here. Amen. Now David said to Joab and to the rulers of the people, Go number Israel from Beersheba to, and to, and even to Dan. Bring the number of them to me that I might know it. Joab answered, The Lord make his people a hundred times so many more as they be. Come on, David. Let's don't number them. I mean, we're not supposed to do that. Because when you start numbering, I'm going to quit cutting my... No, nah, I'm just kidding. When's the last time you counted your money in your bill for? <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't look. <laughs> uh, there has been some times. Where did that come from? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, you know what? What's this? I remember one time I heard this guy. This preacher's talking about. It, and said, "Man, he's standing there with some evangelists and boy, these, some of these other evangelists bragging on how many people this having getting the Holy Ghost and all this other stuff." And finally, they worked their way around to this guy and 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 they, they questioned him and said, "Well, <laughs> he said we had one, one, yeah, one." <laughs> J. T. Pugh became one of the one of the most powerful legends in the early days of Pentecost. So you know what? <laughs> I wonder how many Stephen can take credit to. How many impact? Now let me help you out with that. What's this? The Bible says one water, one plants, but God gives the increase. So we're a team. So everybody that gets the Holy Ghost under this, we all get the credit. Because <laughs> we're working together. We're not trying to be little islands working by ourselves for some type of recognition. Well, that ain't going nowhere. Do you know who, to rec who needs to recognize us? The devil. <laughs> That's who needs to recognize us, don't you, <laughs> I wasn't talking about you, man. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the real devil. Andrew ain't no devil. Hallelujah. Praise God. But anyway, he was encouraged not to do this. But you know what? The devil provoked him. Stirred up action. I mean, because David got nervous. He wanted to see how many he had. You know. 
Joab tried to get him, but he done it anyway. So this gives you a little idea. Luke 11 and 53. And he said these things unto them. The scribes and the Pharisees began to urge him, talking about Jesus, vehemently and to provoke him to speak of many things. Laying wait for him and seeming to catch something out of his mouth that they might accuse him. Hmm. Well, the next time you feel that kind of the conversations and questions and you can you could tell, you know, especially, you know, when that you start that red starts going. Man, some lights need to come on. Some things need to start registering. Hey, there's an enemy involved in this here now. They're looking for opportunities to snare me. They're looking for opportunities, amen, to, to, and I'm going to tell you something. There are some times they come against Jesus, and I'm going to talk about some of them in just a minute. Psalms 37, 32 says, the wicked watches the righteous and seeketh to slay him. The wicked watches. They're just waiting for you to make a boo-boo. <laughs> amen. One reason is because we preach a sense against being servants of sin. Now, they, they don't quite get that. There's a difference in being a servant of sin than just being flesh and coming up short and not handling things right and things of this nature. Huh. I'm sure everybody in here, if, you know, I'm, I'm not asking if you sin today. I'm just asking, have you sinned since you got told ghosts? You come up short, you know, drop the ball. But that don't mean we can get up in the morning and serve sin and, and, and involved and walk contrary to God and be walking in the flesh and in the way of the devil. And walking with God at the same time. But there's, there's that resistance. There's this warfare that's constantly going to be going on. So, so they're watching. They're looking for that. Every day, Psalms 56, 5 and 6. Every day they, they, they rest. In other words, they twist or turn or certainly force my words. For their thoughts are against me, amen, for evil. They're constantly against me. They're constantly trying to twist and distort and rearrange the word of God. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. They're after your soul. They're after your inheritance. This is the type of enemy that's warring against us. This is his, his pedigree. This is what he's made of. And this is something I just want to try to get across to us tonight. And I'm, I'm trying to hurry. I got 10 minutes and three pages. So here we go. Matthew 22 and 15 says, And when the Pharisees took counsel how they might entangle him, talking about Jesus Christ, they don't entangle him. <laughs> Amen. I'm getting bound up. And so, you know, we could run a foot race in here. Hallelujah. We could take the fastest guy in here. But uh, you know what? If I tangled him up with some ropes, I could take the slowest guy in here and he can outrun him. Because he's all tangled up. That's the reason the world's conscience trying to get you tangled up. That's the reason, I mean, ideas and opinions and things of this nature and constantly pulling at you. Hey, I remember a few things, and I'm not even going to mention as far as some of that, but uh, hey, I remember some things that went on in my life. And when I came to this truth, and, and people, you know, they, they would want me to say certain things, especially at certain settings, uh, trying to be in agreement with them that everything was all right. Well, all I can say, we're in the hands of a merciful and graceful God. And that's all I can say. I mean, I can't change the word of God. And, and, and you know, ever how the tree falleth that's the way it lays and, and there's nothing I can say or not say amen that's going to change any of that I, I'm sorry that's just the way it is it's a done deal now 
So I ask God all the time, hit me, be a wise serpent, harmless as a dove. Do what you want me to do. Say what you want me to say. You know, be what you want me to help me, God. To, help me, they can feel your, your divine presence. Because that's an hour and a day, amen. Especially with death and that's lingering in the air. But if they can feel the presence of God, amen, in that mist and in that, that, that setting, there's some hope with that, amen. Hallelujah. Maybe to create and start a hunger or a thirst, hallelujah, in their heart and in their spirit to want to know this God. Hallelujah. To want to experience this God. To know him in his fullness and power. Matthew 22, which we pick up there, we're going to see where, where just the, the scripture I just gave to you. And they sent out unto him the, their disciples uh, talking about the Herodians and saying, Master, now notice how they approach him. You got to watch how the devil approaches sometime. You won't recognize him. Master, we know that thou art true and teachest the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man for thou regardest not the person of men. In other words, their positions and places and things of that nature. It's no big deal to you. And this is the Pharisees now. That's made these statements about Jesus Christ. Came to him and approached him in that manner and form. Now, we know that all that's true, right? But they didn't. Watch what happens here. Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? <laughs> you don't believe I'm who you just said I am. You're just looking for an opportunity to snare me. You're looking for an opportunity, a man, to bind me up. Because that's what you were sent out to do. So you can bring me to judgment. And you know the rest of it. How he begins to call for him. He tells him, hey, bring me a, uh, a coin. And the, and the description of it's a seizure. And he says, render to Caesar the things of seizures. And to God the things of God. And notice, amen, they was what? They was astounded. They, they was beside themselves. How, how he had responded and marveled at such a statement. How he handled that. Because there's nothing they could say. And so, but watch this. The same day, the 23rd verse picks up. Now the same day came to him. The Sadducees would say that there is no resurrection. And asked him. See, they didn't believe in angels. They don't believe in resurrection. So they're going to ask asked him. He said, okay. He said, look, now Moses taught us. Amen. When a, when a, uh, you had a brothers and, and if the, the older brother, amen, gets married and he has a wife and they don't have any children said he's given to the second one and so they go through this little series of you know this guy gets married and the second one takes him the third takes him and finally the seventh takes him so that's seven of them a man that has the same wife and they all die we know that's really far out there Surely, you know, somewhere in there, <laughs> I'd have left town. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'd have took my chance and said, I'm going to fall in the hands of a merciful God. Because <laughs> she ain't too merciful, don't look like. But anyway, here we go. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, but, but they're, they're trying to prove a point here. And so they're trying to say that there's resurrection. And so last of all, the, women, the woman has died. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall she be of the seven? For they all had her. Jesus answered and said unto them, you do err not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection there is neither marriage nor are given in marriage but are as the angels of God in heaven. That's where I get the little deal where, you know. You're not going to have husbands and wives in heaven. I'm sorry. It may solve a lot of problems, though. Won't have no males and females. 
I may solve all the problems. I mean, the devil's going to be bound. There won't be no males and females. <laughs> Praise God. I love you. You know I do. <laughs> Hallelujah. Zechariah 3 and 1 and 4. Again, let's give you a little idea of... Um, of what's how the enemy works and, and works against us. You can believe one thing, the devil's never for us, even though when he may give the appearance that he is. He's not. He's setting up a trap. <laughs> Amen. I, I mean, whenever you set up a trap, you don't set it out there in the wide open. Billy Breeland goes and tries to catch them coats. He don't put it out there in the wide open and, you know, just... A sign up, coyotes. I need you to come this way and put your foot in this trap. <laughs> if that <I'd> work, <laughs> I'd pour corn out, put a big buck sign up, and say, Hey, come on, bucks. <laughs> Hallelujah. Save me a lot of time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get this over with. It doesn't work that way, does it? <laughs> Amen. So, you watch this. That's the same way the devil. He knows good and well if he comes, you know, if the devil come walking in here, I mean, literally walking in here. Amen. He's got horns and blowing fire out and a old pointy tail out. Everybody, everybody in here probably, you know, if he come and sit down somewhere, you know, I won't say just, you know, come and sit down somewhere. Probably everybody around there would go. But he's not going to do that, is he? Y'all want me to say it, don't you? The devil may be sitting in here right now. I'm just kidding. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. But watch this, this particular chapter. I'm trying to hurry. I'm not time. Zechariah 3, 1 and 4 says, And he showed me Joshua the high priest. Now, this is the high priest. If, if you remember, Joshua here is the high priest that's going to be with Jerusalem. Amen. And they're going coming out of the Babylonian captivity. And these are the men that's going to be used. So he is the religious leader, amen, that's here. The high priest is going to be used. And so here in Zechariah, 3, 1, and 4, it, and this prophet's talking about it. says, standing before the angels of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. Praise God. It really makes a difference who's standing beside you. Praise God. Now, you got to understand, this trip was some 900 miles. took them about four months to do it, to get there. And so what, what's happening is the devil is trying his best, amen, that they would hinder and keep this from unfolding and taking place because these are the main ones that's going to help take part in rebuilding the city and also building. The, and I know it's about three different groups that comes at three different times for all of it to be completed. And when you read with the ones that's there, the kindreds that work there also. But what's, what's happening here? So this is what he's saying, amen, whenever the, Satan's standing beside him. And the Lord said unto Satan, the Lord rebuke thee, O Satan, even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? So what's, what's actually happening here? Amen. We know that God dealt with Israel, dealt with Judah, dealt with their sinfulness and their iniquity and punished them and judged them. But at the same time, he's letting Satan know, amen, even though he's standing beside him, accusing him and I'm trying to persuade God that he's not qualified. Why? Because watch the next verse. Now Joshua was clothed with what? With filthy garments, amen, and stood before the angels. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, take away the filthy garments 
words from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thee thine iniquities to be passed from thee, and I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. Amen. So thank God that we can have a change of raiment, even in this house tonight. Amen. As, as we, we came up to pray, and that scripture came to me, the Bible says, Is any sick among you, let them call for the elders. Hallelujah. And let them pray the prayer of faith of him, and the Lord will raise them up. And if they committed any sins, they would be forgiven. Hey, that's in the word of God. Hallelujah. So thank God that, that God has given us means and ways to overcome the devil. But you and I have got to do what I preach Sunday night. There's certain passages. Amen. There's certain, certain, uh, 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 what's the name I used? <laughs> uh, uh, Landmarks, amen. I'm going to get it in a minute. Landmarks, amen. And you've got to walk by them landmarks. You've got to stay inside those landmarks. And you keep pushing them out if you want to. But I'll tell you what, you can push some landmarks so far out there, God can't even see them. He don't even have a clue where they're at and what they're talking about. But I want to keep the landmarks where the Word of God has put them. Give me the old landmarks, the old pathways. Hallelujah, because we're trying to go to heaven. We're trying to have revival. We're trying to have a church here that people, amen, the desires and hungers out the righteous, amen, they can be filled. We're trying to have a church here that people want to be redeemed and reconciled and delivered for the powers of the devil, the powers, amen, of those slew foot. They got to have a church to come to. They got to have a body of believers. They got somebody, amen, that's willing to put up the fight with them and intercede for them and then war against the enemy of their soul. And so we see this, how that he will tempt and war against us. Amos 4 and 11 talks about this soil. Amen. And all this, the same thing. I won't go to it. I won't have time. Again, let me, let me, I've got a few minutes here. Luke 22, 31 and 32 says, The Lord looked at Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may what? Sift you as wheat. <laughs> Praise God. I was so tempted to ask Brother Odom, at the Arkansas camp meeting, he preached to use this as a focus verse. And uh, those of you that may heard it on the radio or whatever, you know, about maybe about a third of the way through this message, it kind of broke out. And Anyway, he didn't get to finish, but he was using these same nouns and names, Simon, Simon, and others throughout the Bible. He was driving a point home, amen, when he comes to that point in place. But Satan desires to help you. Amen. To sift you. Sift, amen, actually is a, 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 a word that was used when the harvest is brought in and the grain that's in the husk. Amen. And it takes some uh, pretty strong activity to break that husk. Amen. To tear it apart so you can gather up the grain. And so what would actually take place, so they would bring it into a place, some of it they'd run over and crush and things of this nature. But then they would take and they would have a... Wind, the wind winds, or they would put up a fan that would be blowing. Uh, I watched Brother Jerry and some of them up at the hardware store, some of these corn, amen, and he, he'd come up with this fan. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he could put it up and help grow, blow out the trash out of the grain. The grain's heavy enough, it will fall through. Amen. And go into the bag so it could be used. Amen. And so Satan desires to sift you and I. And so there's some storms and some adversities that's going to come and some afflictions that's coming to all men. And nobody's going to be exempt from them. Everybody's going to be tested and tried. God's going to see to it. God said he's going to prove us. He's going to test us. He's going to see what's in our hearts. Amen. And thank God that he does. Amen. Because we don't want things hidden there. Amen. By, by, the, the, by the trick of the enemy. Amen. I go, I go all the way back to Eve. Amen. He begot her. And you can, I could take you with Paul's writings and I got one of the scriptures and he warns us, amen, about it says um, 
Second Corinthians 11, 3 and 4. But I fear, Paul says, but I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. Amen. So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. What do you mean by simplicity? It actually means to be wholehearted or to be sincere or to be pure. Amen. Your motives, your worship, your loving of God. Amen. It's out of a pure heart. It doesn't mean, amen, that you're doing everything so perfect, but that's what your goal, that's what you're striving for. That's what you're trying to tame. Amen. We're in an earthen vessel and we're warring against the devil. Amen. And, and I'm telling you, the devil has methods and means and ways, amen, to war against us. I can take you to even Judas. John 13 and 2 talks about supper being ended. The devil having now put into the heart, amen, of Judas. He, he no doubt had played with it and things of this nature, but until the time he put it in the heart of Judas, amen, then Judas responded. And so whenever you, you play games with it and you flirt with it, I told somebody here a few days ago, you're going to keep playing with fire and it's going to burn you. You can't keep playing with it. You can't keep flirting with it. It's going to get you. It's going to overpower you. It's going to get in your heart and then it's going to get in your spirit. Amen. And then you, you're going to start acting upon it. And when you start acting, it starts growing tendrils and roots. Amen. It starts binding you up and shackling you down. And the more you get exposed to this world and involved in this world, hallelujah, the more of a grip it'll get on you. more power to have over you. And I'm telling you, we're living in a world today. I'm telling you, it's gobbling them up and it's eating them up. And one of the biggest problems with our world today, we've got too many churches as a Flagging them on to heaven and saying they're doing all right. I know my time's up. <laughs> Several scriptures here. Peter writes unto us, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil. Adversary there, based on Hebrew, means opponent. <laughs> opponent. Got somebody, he's opponent against you. He'll do everything he can to keep you from going to heaven. In fact, he's going to do everything he can for you to live a peaceful life on this earth. He doesn't want your family to have peace. He doesn't want your church to have peace. He doesn't want you to have joy. He wants to do everything he can. He's going to do every avenue, every opportunity he can to cause man turmoil and things of this nature. Because we have an opponent against us. This opponent, if you do a little study on that, actually means in the court of law. You're actually in a court setting, a courtroom, and he's your opponent trying to prove you that you're guilty. But thank God we got the greatest lawyer, amen, that's ever been known to mankind called Jesus Christ. And if we surrender, that's what the Bible said, if we'll submit ourselves to him and resist the devil, hallelujah, you got to resist him. You got to war against him. You got to fight against him. That's the reason the, the, the apostles, and you can stand, I know my time's up. That's the reason the apostles could, could actually rejoice over the persecution that they went through sometimes because of preaching the gospel and making a stand for righteousness. They knew by the means, by the stripes that was laid on their backs, by the dungeons that they was thrown into, uh, that they was doing what was right. They took that as a blessing. They took that as badges of honor. Amen. But uh, we probably have a hard time with that. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, but yet it doesn't, it doesn't it mean that we don't have afflictions. Well, I, I believe in our day and our nation, there are more spiritual afflictions that we have to war against and battle against because they said of our nation, the hunger and the thirst and the desires and the passion of our nation, of what it desires and longs for. Amen. To, to get involved in and get a hold of and spend itself hallelujah, into and, and unto. Hallelujah. But here you and I are as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable and pleasing unto God. We give our lives and our hearts and our souls unto the call, the election and choosing of the Lord himself. And so we walk in day in and day out. When we walk out of here and go out in the highways and the byways and rub shoulders with those spirits and, and, and 
demonical forces and powers. Amen. Some, amen, possibly even in this community is laying on the bed right now and the devil's working in their minds trying to come up with means and ways, amen, to ensnare and trap and, and stop the flow of God and the move of God. But I will tell you what, some, if we just get back into some old-fashioned prayer meetings and, and old-fashioned moves of God and the house of God, amen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you by the hand of God, by the grace of God, and you know what? We need to be illuminated. Let's go back to what Paul said. We will be ignorant of Satan's devices. Hey, let's don't be ignorant, amen. Let's recognize it. Let's pray God to open our ears and our eyes and understand where we're at and, and what we're among. And let's don't take the anointed place even on a Wednesday night. I know sometimes you're walking here tired and we and I understand all of that. But let's don't take it for granted, amen. Let's sit up, pay attention, hear what the Word of God has to say. Hey, I'm not trying to be ugly what I'm fixing to say here. I've had evangelists come through and, and preach a topic and say a few things and some of you come to me. Well, I've never heard that. First, I preached it 15 times. What do you mean you ain't heard it? Because you ain't been listening. Not being ugly, I'm just telling the truth. You hadn't been listening. It's been said a hundred times. But that's the best thing anybody do: distract you and doing this and doing that. But, but think about it. You have a roughly. Just depends on who's preaching, but roughly, most of the time, you know, hour or so Wednesday, hour or so Sunday morning, hour or so. So you know, we'll say six hours out of the week. Now, you figure up all the hours that you're not compared to what's got to happen in six hours. So you need to make this count. I mean, I'd encourage you. But anyway, I'd take a nap. I'd do whatever I had to do. Praise God. So I got here, buddy. I'm going to be rested up. I'm ready to go. Can I say something? I would spend my Sunday afternoons getting oxes out of the ditch. Mess up my Sunday night worship. I just tell that devil, not going to do it. Oh, but you got to come. God, I well, I can't do it tomorrow. Monday, I got Monday. got Tuesday. In fact, the Word of God said I got six days to work. <laughs> I'm just trying to help us out. Because what I'm telling you, slowly but surely, I look at what the people's done now. Sunday is no different to them than any other day. In fact, now they got Sunday as their play day. They work six days a week making, you know, bowing down to their God and working. Oh, I better be careful with that one. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. It's the truth. What do I tell Rulers of darkness. When you're in a dark place, you don't know that you're being ensnared and trapped. You understand what I'm trying to say? And we're not exempt. I give you enough scriptures and didn't go through all of them. Some of them can, the devil himself can come as an angel of light. Send ministers as angels of light to deceive and to rob the end of the journey. Wind up lost and undone. Because they were was vessels of, of rulers of darkness. Huh. You know what? Even, and I, I'm through, even in Revelations 2 and 24, the entire church, there is something, a statement made there, and I haven't really studied it out, but, but I, I, I do know this. How many of you believe that you can walk in the light of God and that light can increase? What about walking in darkness and that darkness increase? Here's, here's what he made the statement in that 24th verse, second chapter. Which have not known the depths of Satan. In other words, they didn't go that far. They didn't. I wasn't suckered into that. I wasn't drawn. Pulled. You gotta, you gotta do. You and I've got to do like Daniel. Those three Hebrews. We gotta purpose some things in our heart in this end time.
Got to draw some lines and say, I say this a lot of times, you know. There's some things I'm just not going to do. I might do some worse things. When I went to high school, I, I made up my mind, amen, I'm not going to fool with drugs. No type, no form, no fashion, period. I was far from, I was an angel, but it's more like the other type of angel. <laughs> amen, not the good side. <laughs> I'm just being truthful. I smoked my Marlboros. And, you, know, you know, we shouldn't do, but, uh, but uh, when opportunities come, amen, I said, nope, not me. I ain't fooling with that. I owe you to. I said, no. So, you know, we got to have that same when it comes to living for God and what we know is in here is right. You're going to be tested. You're going to be tried. Amen. To be sold out to it. I'm sorry to keep you so long. Love you. Appreciate you. Hopefully something's been said here tonight to help you. Anybody felt the love of God? Let's continue to pray for one another. Lift one another up. Be back here Sunday morning. Let's don't forget bridal shower tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Fellowship Hall. Come be a part of it, ladies. We just still do the lady part. I'm sorry. Okay. Love you. God bless you. Let you be. You're dismissed and fear the Lord.